0: SAFM Sports Special. SAFM Sports Special here on SAFM South Africa's news and information leader. It is August, which means it's Women's Month, and it's an absolute pleasure to have on the show today South African Olympian and World Champion, Paralympian rather, and World Champion, Ilza Hayes. Ilza, welcome onto the show. Uh, You're in Italy at the moment, uh, lapping up the sunshine, aren't you? Yeah,
1: we're having really perfect weather I mean, like it's been like 30 degrees yeah, the whole week So, um, yeah, I'm loving it and going home with a, with a
0: nice tan. <laughs> I like it, I like it Well, you, you sort of mm. had a, a pretty busy week uh, It was a week ago that you won gold at the IPC Athletics World Champs in Lyon in France uh, Tell us a little bit about that performance Well done, by the way
1: Thank you so much Um, Yeah, I mean, it was really an amazing experience. Um, Yeah, I've been really like a tough tough, um, 11 months coming into the the competition with um, a lot of injuries and all of that. So I think just what made everything just more um, spectacular for me was um, that um, I didn't... um, train a lot uh, because of injuries and stuff, so um, yeah, I'm really chuffed with, um, with the performance um, and just being there, you know, like representing my country, um, it's it was an honour, so um, yeah, I mean that was my, I think it was my fourth world champ, so yeah, it is really an honour to represent my country.
0: Yeah, and, and it's probably the, the first real sort of competition you've had since winning uh, Paralympic gold in London last year, wasn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, it is actually the first time since London that I've actually been in the sand, pit because of all the injuries, so um, yeah, that is um, literally yeah, just literally yeah, my first competition um, after London. So I think that just made it more more spectacular for me.
0: Yelza, we wanted to chat to you today, with it being Women's Month, we we trying to focus this month on on truly inspiring women in sport. And your journey to to where you're at now has just been phenomenal. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in the sport of athletics, obviously a little bit about your disability and and how things have have gone to bring you to where you are today.
1: Uh, Well, I think everything started here when I was like seven years old. Um, getting the passion for athletics, you know, like doing the 60 meters and running into your mother's arms at preschool. So yeah, I think everything kind of started with that. And I was in an able-bodied school, so I didn't really know was able to, you know, uh, sports or athletics, all of that. And then uh, when I was 15 years old, I was introduced um, to, to disabled sports via uh, one of my mom's friends. And I think ever since then, yeah, I just um, I think the hunger just, uh, you know, like, uh, got got me there because I went to my first international event um, in 2001, and there I kind of realized that if I train hard, I really focus on athletics, that I can actually go to the Paralympics. And then in 2004, I went to my first Paralympics, and I got a bronze medal there. And then I think I just, you know, the hunger was just there to just train harder to maybe you know, um, sing your national anthem, you know, at the next Paralympics. And, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And, I, yeah, I mean, I'm loving every minute of it. Um, and I'm really, yeah, I think God just gave me the talent. So, for me, it's just, I just want to see, you know, where where I can push myself. So, that's why I'm still still hanging in there and I'm still going to go for Rio 2016.
0: Okay, I love it, Gilza, you talk about standing on the top step of a podium singing the national anthem i'm I'm not an athlete by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a bit of a weekend warrior. I do odds and sods, but I can't imagine what that must feel like to to know that you've put in with with the Paralympics to put in four years' worth of hard work, and all of a sudden you're the best in the world at what you're doing. Describe that feeling of standing on top of that podium singing your national anthem as you see the flag being raised.
1: yeah, I think that is definitely one of the most rewarding uh, moments. Um and luckily we have a long national anthem so we can stand there a bit longer than the other countries. Um but yeah, I really think that's like one of the one of the best, you know, moments that you can experience um in a in a paralympics or a world camps or um just to hear that um, national anthem and I think you just like look at the flag and you just like you have all the memories and all the hard training and all of that just goes through your mind and then you just kind of get to this point of satisfaction where um, this it's all worth it, you know. Um, you've trained hard and you've done it and, yeah, you've achieved um, your goals. And I think, yeah, that's like a really satisfying feeling. And that's kind of something that keeps me motivated, you know, like between, um, as you say, like you you train for four years, like intense, um, and obviously you go through dips and you go through downsides, but that's like one thing that really motivates me to train really hard to maybe achieve that again, you know, to stand on the podium again and to have the opportunity to sing your national anthem, and that's really... Yeah, that's an incredible feeling. And, yeah, obviously, you, yeah, you always said a tear that kind of comes with a package. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, that's really an amazing feeling.
0: I mean, I can't imagine what it must be like, but just hearing you describe it, I'm sitting here with goosebumps, and, and you talk about going through dips and, and, and ups in that process. Ilse, you've, just, you've mentioned that you've battled with injuries this year. How do you deal with, with that sort of disappointment of, of, of being knocked down and then just forcing yourself to get back up again?
1: yeah I mean I think in my very career like since 2001, I think this has really been one of the toughest years um so far but um yeah i um i I'm, I'm, I'm very um, religious and stuff and I really believe that um, that God does have a plan, you know, and I think, um, and our training group, um, I train in Salembash and we have about like 10, 10 athletes uh, that train together. And, um, yeah, I think just just the support from them and obviously my husband and my friends and family and, um, yeah, and just like them keep, keeping me motivated as well. And, yeah, but I think just that, just that, um, the, um, knowing that God does have a plan with you and whether you should just like put all your trust in Him, you know, and to believe that. Whatever is going to happen, it's going to just make you a better person. It's going to shape you, it's going to build character and um yeah, and I just try and try and keeping myself motivated through that, and also um setting like um short term goals, you know, not thinking about okay, in twelve months' time. It maybe like in a month's time, I must do this, And in a two months' time i must I must achieve that. So I think that also kind of keeps me going.
0: I love that. I mean, that's exactly it. It's just to to have that sort of long-term vision, and whatever happens, happens. It happens for a reason. Ilza, if somebody's listening to this at home and they they want to sort of maybe get involved in sport, and they, and they just feel that maybe they maybe they don't believe in themselves enough, or or perhaps they 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 feel that they they've got too many obstacles in their path. What could you tell that that person?
1: Um, I think I think um yeah, the one thing that I can say is if you if you've really got a passion for something then then no one has to has to stand or no one or nothing must actually stand in your way of, of actually preventing yourself to reaching your dream. You know, like um yeah, obviously um not being disabled but maybe there's other other obstacles but actually it's like to kind of um get a plan, you know, like to go around it, you know, and actually just to get involved and um and put yourself maybe in a vulnerable position, like to put yourself out there to actually try something new or try something, you know, that can maybe lead to something else, you know, and just yeah, and just to have faith that that um whatever your dream is, you know, that that you can achieve it. Um and that nothing must actually like stand in your way. And yeah, know, and just like a really important something is that you must really enjoy it. Um yeah, I think yeah, it's really difficult to do something that you don't enjoy. Um yeah, so I think that's really an important thing as
0: well. Ilza, you're now a Paralympic gold medalist, you're a world champion. What what's next? I mean you mentioned Rio twenty sixteen. Uh is that your your sort of next long term goal? But what what's what's there left to achieve for you?
1: Um well I do <laughs> Uh, I've been saying it for quite a, quite a few years, but um, I really believe that I can um, break the long-term world record. Um, yeah, so that's really... Yeah, well, we have world champs. Um, next year, we'll have like Grand Prix Series and to compete overseas. But then in 2015, there's uh, world champs um, in Qatar. Um, and then 26 me is obviously rear, which is the main focus. Um, but yeah, I, I really want to want to train hard, and I really believe that I can uh, break the. I mean, I'm like a few centimeters away from the world record, so that's really something that's keeping me going because I I do believe that I can I can break it. But um, yeah, I mean, just um, yeah, just to stay fit and to stay, Obviously, now the um, the most important thing is to to rehab and sustain you free like for you know for a few. Months, years, you know, just to get strong again um, and to build, yeah, just to build um, the different phases now. Um, but I'm looking forward to it, yeah, to get back home and, yeah, and start building on, on all the things that need to, to, be, to get stronger.
0: Ilza Hayes, you are truly an inspiration. Thank you for chatting to us here today on SAFM Sports Special. We appreciate your time. Have a safe trip back to SA and, and we look forward to you winning lots of more medals, hopefully golds, and, and breaking that world <sighs> record.
1: Thank you so much, Brad.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. It's been amazing. SAFM Sports Special. Brad Brown with you for another five minutes. There was that little rugby game that took place at Ellis Park yesterday between the Golden Lions and the Southern Kings. And it's a pleasure to welcome onto the show today uh, Golden Lions uh, President Kevin DeCloud. Kevin, welcome onto the show. Thanks for chatting us. Congratulations uh, on your team's uh, victory over the two matches.
2: I think
0: to, to your listeners. Kevin, it's a very unfortunate situation, you have to put it out there I mean, there was always going to be a winner, there was always going to be a loser And you, you know what, it's, it's one of those things, and South African rugby's always been plagued with, with this sort of issue But from a Lions perspective, it's been a rough year I mean, I, I'm sure you'll be the first one to tell us how tough it has been But where to now for, for Lions rugby?
2: Absolutely correct, you know, um, if I can say emphatically that we've wiped off almost a third of our bottom line as a result of the exit from the Super 15, as I've stated on numerous occasions, uh, most unfortunate that this had happened, and not quite calculated correctly, I think the Kings didn't have enough time, basically, to to adjust themselves to this new competition, although they wanted to get into the Super 15, and likewise with us having exited the the competition, our sponsors... uh, their, their, their contribution, although we're very gracious to stay on board. with lost a lot of sweetholders. They're not having a premium competition in place certainly certainly affected it uh, dramatically for us. So it's been a very, very tough year to keep the thing together and also to try and keep our boys up to speed, you know. As you're quite right, you quite rightly know, we've also loaned out a lot of our players, Brad. But um, you know, some of them half of them come back, the other rest are are injured. So, you know, not quite back to full strength, but no, it's very it's really great for us to
0: pull this off. Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about those players, and, and a lot of times we were chatting about it about it yesterday, is, is that, yes, it's a union, but, but there are people and there are players and careers on, on the line here, yeah, and, and it's great for the Lions on one hand, for the Kings on the other hand, not so much. You, you talk about those players that were on loan, guys like Elton Yankees, they they coming back into the fold and they're going to stay with the Lions, or, or would they prefer to stay with the unions that they were loaned out to?
2: Really, you know, uh, very, very correct, you know, and, and, um, one's gotta be, um, cognizant of that. I think I was an expert myself. We were an amateur and I did. I mean, got generated for a test, for example. I mean, these youngsters are highly paid, paid sportsmen and they had careers to think of. They certainly have, hence the reason why we allowed them to, we taking taking these super-sifting con- competitions by a way of learning them out. You always run that risk, sincerely you do, about them being better allied to those other provinces. But, you know, gladly we can say uh, I think our boys are back to stay. Some of the con- contracts do lapse at the end of K-Cup, and there's going to be renegotiation. But largely, loyalty plays a big role, but, you know, one has to also be realistic, okay, but it goes about the money, eh?
0: Yeah, and talking of the money, Kevin, this year has been rough for, for the Lions. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. Uh, as a union, how do you guys look financially?
2: You know, we're very fortunate. We've got a most gracious sponsor um, from Glassford, Altman others, you know, who's my deputy president, who's, who's been extremely, extremely gracious and helped us keep the, the ship afloat. But, you know, being in Super 15 also helps you to, to renegotiate the, the playing field, so to speak. In terms of sponsors Because your sponsors and your spectators Want a top flight competition There's no single doubt about that We've discovered this year
0: Yeah, Kevin, not too much time left But one of the things that has come out of this whole thing If you look at yesterday's game Really nice turnout Does that not say something about ticket pricing?
2: I, I think you're actually very, very uh, wise In saying that, Freddie That that certainly can be the case I think if you take some of your overseas Top soccer, soccer science They use that same model and I, I would like to speak on behalf of my CEO. He's the one that helps run the business. And I'm sure we'll be thinking very strongly along those lines as well. Make it more more accessible, make it uh, sort of more pocket, pocketable, accessible, and then um, fill up those stadiums. Everybody, and for everybody, it benefits. It's a win-and-win situation.
0: Absolutely. Kevin Clark, Chairman of the Golden Lions Rugby Union, thank you for your time uh, this afternoon on SAFM Sports Special.
2: Thanks, much to you your listeners. Good evening.
0: There we go. That's uh, about a wrap for the show today. Less than a minute to go to news. I can tell you that Orlando Pirates still lead Al-Akhli by one goal to nil in Egypt. That's just after the hour mark. Answer to our quiz question, I asked you, which team holds the record for the highest team total in a T20 international? And it is uh, the opposition that South Africa is playing today. Sri Lanka, it was against uh, Kenya back in 2007, 260 for five, that total, and uh, turned into the biggest winning margin as well. Uh, That record's now held by Sri Lanka. Uh, They won by 172 runs.